Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. This evening, we are very blessed to be here. Oh, you see, there are two services on Saturday evening. And we are blessed to have our very own anointed shepherd, pastor, prophet in our midst. If you are excited, why don't you rise to your feet and put your hands together for my pastor and your pastor, services but in the larger service sometimes you don't see the faces quite as easily as one does you know so you're welcome to the first faith secret service amen wow and I think it has been a a very nice exciting beginning already hallelujah hey Stratos today I saw energy power that I've not seen you I've not seen you have this energy in a while. I've not seen you have this energy in a while. So it's really nice. (laughs) Hallelujah. And CPS, you were spot on because you were singing our message for today. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. And the choir has a new song and turns. I mean, Charlie, 
It's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. Tell everybody it's working. It's working. Hallelujah. Amen. And I've always believed that there's something special about this service. There's, it's always had a different flow, a different atmosphere. And if you are here for the first time, because now I know that the whole of Bosco has, region has joined us, you are in for a good thing, a good time. Amen? Amen? So I want you to tell your neighbor that, look, we are in for a good time. We're in for a good time. Hey, you are not minding me, some of you. Huh. Laptop is, you don't speak English. And those behind you, they don't speak English. Yeah, you speak English. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for a new year also. And I believe that God is going to do powerful things with us this year. Amen. Oh, do you believe it? Yeah, I believe it all. I believe it. The way we're able to go through the past year, 2023, and we have met another year. Oh, it can only be good. It can only be good. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to be sharing a message with you this week and probably next week. And um, it's, it's interesting. Our theme for this year is um, our year of work. In fact, I was, I'm trying to get a banner up so that we'll remember it all the time. But it's our year of work. Amen. It's our year of work. And work is better than rest. Why am I saying that? If rest had been better than work, God would have rested for six days and worked for one day. But according to the Bible, he worked for seven days, for six days, and he rested for one day. Are you there? Yeah. And you see that when you don't have work, it's a, it's a state. <laughs> it's not easy. You see that people even have jobs they don't like preferable to not having a job at all or you don't get what I'm trying to say yeah people are traveling a lot of people have left Ghana what are they looking for work uh, they went there to sleep to rest no they are working I just received a message today about how one of my my precious sheep is there working from she's up at 4 a.m. and she gets back home at midnight all because of work. Hey, it's not easy. Oh. Mm, it's not easy at all. Are you in the house? You know, so so it's 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 so appropriate a theme. Hallelujah. Now, in the same way as people who don't have a job, you see, it has a way of scattering you when you don't have a job. Are you there? That's how people who don't have work in the church. They are, they are scattered very easily. Very easily. <laughs> Bosco is quiet, okay. Yeah. When you don't have work in the church, you may not know it, but you are a scattered person already. You are scattered. You are scattered. You are without form and void. <laughs> you see, the work brings a structure to your life. Yeah. Just the same way as your physical work brings a structure to your life. You see, if I ask a certain question, you won't answer me honestly, so I'll not ask the question. I was going to ask whether there was somebody who has sat at home, like after you did your wasi, something made you sit at home for a year or two, and the feeling, and the way it is, you see that 
even to get out of bed can be a problem. <laughs> it's not even soft life. You see, it's soft life when you have work that you are now resting. But when you don't have work, it's not soft life. Yeah, it's not soft life at all. It's the beginning of depression. That's why you can't come you can't get out of bed. Yeah, you can't get because there's no purpose. There's no there's no uh, those of you whose parents are on the borderline of 60 years old, you better start watching out. And you better start asking them, after you retire, what are you going to do? Because if you don't ask them, they will die on you two years after. Averagely. Yeah. As soon as the work component is out, the person kind of doesn't really see, I mean, his children are grown. Are you not grown? The children have left the house. So there's no child in the house. The person wakes up in the morning. It's like, I don't have any use. I'm of no use. And you'll be there and you're perfectly healthy father. Perfectly healthy mother. Will suddenly just give up the ghost and go. Hmm? Oh, are you there? I'm just this. I'm just this. I'm not here preaching. I'm just talking to you about our theme for the year. <laughs> our year of work. Yeah. And it is time, Faith Secret Service, it is time for us to work in the house of God. There's something you can do by all means. By all means. You see these CPS people come and come and sing and jump around and we're all jumping and dancing. It was not like that, though. We had we didn't have anything called CPS. At all. When you look at me, how will we have CPS? Do you understand when I say when you look at me? Well, I mean, my age group, we don't rap. Yeah. Why do you think the words are there? You think it's for you? The words are there for me. Without the words, I can't hear anything. I am totally word dependent. <laughs> are you there? So what you hear, I don't hear it. But it's because somebody was there and said, I can't do A, I can't do B, I can't do C, I can't do D, but I can rap. And I said, oh, you can rap, eh? Okay, then rap. That was the beginning of CPS that, you are, that we are enjoying today here. You see, so I'm giving that example to say that you two, there's something you can do. There's something you can do. There was a time in the church when I had some women who would just cook soup. Any student who is in the hospital, they will carry soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't get sick. No, it was for sick people. Don't get sick. You may say, you may say, what is the use of that? You may say, what is the use of that? But I know somebody, after the person left, the person was sending me texts saying, thank you so much for that bowl of soup. Thank you so much. The people, when they look at that time, they didn't know what they would do in the church. But soup, I can make soup. I can have soup in containers in my church. Yeah. So tell your neighbor, there's by all means something you can do. Don't tell us you can't do anything. Don't tell us you cannot do anything. By all means. And I have to inform you that God expects it of you. Hey, uh, now you are quiet. Eh? Uh, you thought you were going to give your life to God and Christ and then that's it. Uh, it's not like that too. Please turn to your neighbor and say, look, we cannot get to heaven and be ashamed. We cannot get to heaven and be ashamed at all. There's a scripture they like to quote at funerals. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. And they say what? 
their works will follow them. Krana, many people as they are coming, there's nothing ahead and nothing behind. They are empty, nothing, nothing, nothing. Look at it. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. That means a, a believer. Are you there? From henceforth, yea, said the Spirit, they may, that they may rest from their labors. If you have not worked, what rest are you resting? And their works do follow them. I, my prayer for all of us is that when we get to heaven, we have works. They'll be tired of us. Because as we have come, we have brought plenty works. Hallelujah. Oh, are you there? And that's why today I am going to talk to you. I mean, it's, it's under a larger umbrella. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. But I want to talk to you about who is a servant of God. Let, let's, just, let's just define it so that we understand it. Is it a good thing to talk about? Who is a servant of God? Because most of us who are sitting here, if I ask you who is a servant of God, you will tell me is the priest, is the apostles, is the uh, who evangelists, the teachers. Is it true or is not true? <laughs> so I have to tell you who a servant of the Lord is, according to the Bible, not according to you. Amen. You see, who who is a servant? Who is a servant? So let me, I'm going to give you 10, 10 examples, 10 things or 10 people or 10 categories of people. You see, because some of us are sitting there saying that when they say servants of God, you will never add yourself. Even the way the, the thing is used, they say, oh, it's a servant of God. So you will not add yourself because as you are there, your name is not evangelist, so and so. Your name is not teacher something, something, apostle. <laughs> Even when they call you apostle, they are teasing you. That when they call you pastor, they're actually laughing at you. <laughs> you see. Now, the first group of people, according to the Bible, those who are servants of God, that's the one we expect. The priests, the Levites, we knew that they were servants of God. Amen. And your scripture is First Chronicles 28 and verse 1. I mean, it's all over the place. So I've just we've just pulled out a scripture so that you can see it in at least one place. Are you there? But it doesn't mean it's the only one. First Chronicles 28 and verse 21 says that, And behold, the causes of the priests and the Levites, they shall be with thee for all the service of the house of God. Are you seeing it? So this is the one we know. This is the one we know. That they are working in the house of God. That's their work. By the way, the Levites were the singers and the ashes in the house. Uh -huh. So already now we are covering some people who are here. So they were the servants of the Lord. Another group that we know are the prophets. <coughs> the prophets. In 2 Kings chapter 9 and verse 7, a certain man was being anointed to become king and he was being spoken to and he was being told that and you shall smite the house of Ahab. You see, Ahab was an ungodly king and this young man was being anointed to become um, to take over or to become the king and he was being told that you will you will thou shalt smite the house of Ahab thy master that I may avenge the blood of my servants the prophets so God is showing us another group of people who he calls servants so tell your neighbor okay so far so good so far so good we are we are okay with these people because we know that they were servants of God they were men of God servants of God the priests, the Levites, and the prophets. 
But what about Abraham and his children? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you know that in our minds we think that they were men of God by this definition? But where did you ever see a scripture saying that Abraham was a priest? Pastor Abraham. Or Isaac, for that matter. Or Jacob. <laughs> Reverend Jacob. <laughs> Are you there? No, just think about it. We have assumed it. But did we see Abraham preaching anywhere? At all. We never saw him preaching anywhere. What he was, was a businessman. Mm. He was a rich man. He became a rich man. And so also were his sons. You are very quiet, too. They don't read their Bible. Uh, you don't read. Take us to Exodus chapter, no, sorry. Genesis chapter 13, I believe. I want us to see some of the wealth of Abraham. Remember that he was called 13, 1, 3. He was called out of his father's house in chapter 12. And as far as we know, he was just walking around. Isn't it? Take me to verse 2. Let me see. Look at it. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Try looking for a scripture to say, and Abraham was a priest unto God. It's not there. There's no such scripture. Are you there? He was what? A businessman. All right. Have we established that he was a businessman? As he was moving around, he was becoming wealthy. Okay. Exodus 32 and verse 13. Let's see something. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Israel is Jacob. Thy servants. Whose servants? Oh. Whose servants? But I thought you agreed with me that they were businessmen. So therefore, comma, can we say that according to the Bible, a, a businessman can be a servant of God? Do you agree? Okay. Like if you don't agree, you tell me why you are in the church because it means you don't believe the Bible. It's Bible we have read. At least I have not seen any scripture saying that Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, any of them were priests anywhere. We don't know anything about them going to have a church service. We don't know anything about that. What we know, we read about them going to farm. Isaac went to farm in the year of farming. There was no farming. God said, don't move. Don't, don't go to uh, the UK. Stay here. And he planted in the year of farming and he got a hundredfold. Is that a businessman or is not a businessman? So long as you have agreed. So long as you have agreed. As for Jacob, Jacob, I think he was a multimillionaire by the time he was. Let's go to Genesis 32 now. I want to show you his wealth. When he was on his way back, you see, if you know the story, some of you didn't go to Sunday school. When they were sending you, you ran away. You ran away. So you don't know the story of Jacob. Jacob had gone and, and, and he, had, he had gone and stolen his brother's blessing. And as a result, he had to run away. His brother was after him. 
So he ran away and went to stay with his uncle Laban. And he was looking after Laban's animals. That's what he had done for years and years and years. He married there. He had two wives. He had children. Are you there? Then the time came when God said, the way you came, go now, go back. Go back. So he was going back and he was afraid. He was afraid that the way his brother had meant him because he stole the blessing, no. The brother was still meaning him. So he said, look, let me put together a gift. You see how when, you see when someone is annoying you, eh? When they bring you a gift, it's like they have chalked your mouth. You can't, you can't, you can't manifest again. Yeah. The Bible says that a man's gift makes a way, it makes room for him. It makes room for him. Are you there? Some of you, the gifts you should have given your father, you have never brought it. Intina. Intina. Genesis 32. Let's go to verse 13. So Jacob had gone somewhere. Verse 13. One, three. He lodged there that same night and took of that which came to his hand. A present for Esau, his brother. Do you agree with me that the present you can only give according to your wealth? Oh, yes. Some of you bet the present, then you send a single banana. Just <laughs> say you have nothing. Some of you even banana you will not send. You just send a text. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Because there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Or, or is it real or it's not real? There's nothing there, yeah. So the present, when you look at the gift somebody is presenting, it tells you something about what the person has. Because if this is the gift, then imagine what is there. Let's take a look at the gift. 200 she-goats. Normally, we don't send the female goat anywhere because they are the multiplying agent. But he had enough. He sent 200 and 20 he goats enough to cross the 200 she goats <laughs> 200 ewes those are the sheep so it was 200 goats 20 he goats now 200 ewes and 20 rams those are the sheep are you reading the gift or you are not reading it okay verse 15 30 milking camels with their babies. 40 kind. For a kind is a word for cows. It's old English. 40 cows and 10 bulls. 20 she asses. Oh. 20 she asses. That means female asses. And 10 baby asses. So my question to you, is this the gift of a poor man? 200 <laughs> she-goats and 20 he-goats and 200 ewes and 20 uh, rams. <laughs> 30 milk camels <laughs> and their babies. 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 she asses and 10 foals. This is not a priest. This is a rich man. But it is of him that the Lord spoke and said, Israel, my heart, but thou 
Israel. You see, that name, he was, he was renamed Israel, Jacob. So he's referred to the same. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, who I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. It's not a priest. I hope as you are sitting on your chair, you are thinking about, you won't come and tell me that the way you are doing Akito, you can't be God's servant. The way you are doing uh, what? The, the way you are doing business management, you can't be God's servant. The way you are doing a, a, a natural resources ma a management, you can't do The people were not priests, so, but God said, my servants. Mm. I have another one for you. <clears throat> another person who you imagine to be a priest. Another one who you thought was a, was a something. Moses. Please, Moses was a head of state. Moses was a head of state. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7. 7. Joshua 1, 7. Be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Was he a head of state or was he not a head of state? You see that you can't even say it strongly. Because all this time you have been thinking that he was a priest. Hey! Next example is even worse. <clears throat> the next example I have for you is the example of David. Share. <laughs> Who was David? What was he? He was a king. <laughs> they said what? Are you here? He was a king. He was not a priest. He was a king. And in 1 Kings 8, verse 25, it says, Thou therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant, David. Are you there? And he's called my servant in several places. And it is amazing because David is the writer of Psalms, the book of Psalms. Those songs are his songs. When he said, oh, yeah, he was not a priest. But he used to sit down and rap God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He could, he could, he could, he could send God raps. Oh, yes. Hey, as the deer pants for the water. So my soul after thee. Yeah. Hey. And he used to say a lot of things and he was just talking to God. Yeah. He said, I would rather be the doorkeeper of your house for a day. Hey. Charlie. He was not a priest though. He was the king of an area in charge of something. Yeah. But he was a servant. He was a servant of God. Mm. Hey. Can we continue? The next example I'm giving you is the example of Zerubbabel. 
Zerubbabel was somebody who was building the house of God, but he was actually a governor, a secular governor. And if you want to know who the governor is, then you're looking at the MCE of an area. That's the governor. Yeah. Are you there? Mm. He was a leader. He was a servant of God. Secular. And yet, in Haggai chapter 2 and verse 23, it says, In that day, said the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant. Oh, Charlie. An MC cry is a governor, is a, is, a, is, a, is a servant of God. You see, some of you think that it's either or. If I'm a politician, I cannot be a servant of God. But you see that you have made a mistake. You have made a mistake. Push your neighbor and say it's a mistake. Yeah. Another example of God's servant Job. Job was one of the greatest businessmen from the East. And when they say from the East, it means he was either Chinese, Korean, or Japanese. That's the East. East of the Middle East. Do you get it? Yeah. Very wealthy man. But in Job chapter 1 and verse 8, the Lord was boasting about him to Satan and said, Have you considered my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth. What? He'll say something about you, may it come to pass in the name of Jesus. Now, why have I given you all these examples? It is to say to you that in this year of work, it's time for you to become a servant of God. And you cannot continue to use the excuse of what you do. Because I have shown you that there are people from all walks of life, different kinds of people, who were servants of God. Are you there? What does it mean to be his servant? Let me define that one too. A servant is somebody who carries out the wishes of another person. So if you are God's servant, you are carrying out the wishes of God. And so all these people who when we were calling, they were doing different things, but they carried out what God wanted done. Zerubbabel, for instance, was one of those who built the house of God, but he was not a priest. He was not a priest. He was not a prophet. He was a governor. He had a secular job, but he was building. Hey, are you in the house? So a servant is someone who carries out the wishes of another. You can also say that a servant is someone who serves the interests of another. So a student can be a servant of God. Oh, yes. mm. You see, the room is very quiet. Mm. Because all your arguments have now fallen into the dust. Mercy. You cannot argue again. Yeah, you can't say, I don't have time again. You can't say that. We have time on this earth for everything we want to do. When we want to do something, we make a way. When we don't want to do, we make an excuse. Yes. Are you there? <laughs> and so you need to think about it. And in this year of work, we want to become servants of God. And next week, I'll share with you some of the good things that happen to servants of God. Yeah.
you need you need to give God a reason to bless you there's no reason to bless you when you sit on it and send and spend it all alone mm. there's no reason why God should protect you for what hey the church is very quiet oh. mm. yeah there are times when he protects his own because you are doing something God is also looking what are you doing what are you bringing what is the use of you on this earth as he has brought you to be breathing free air yeah. and we can all do something you see to be a servant of God it means that you are looking out for God's interests and this semester I want you to think about it what I'm doing what, how is it going to affect God and the things of God you see when you are young sometimes you think oh I'll, I'll pick it up later I need to tell those of you who sing in the choir that you probably will never sing in another choir it's not a case, it's just a reality. When you finish school and you go and get that job and the job keeps you every day till 9 p.m., I don't know where you are going to pass to sing in the choir. I don't know. So maybe perchance you are sitting in the church, you have a voice and you have sat on it. You have put it under your bottom and you have sat on your voice. Hey. Be it known to you that you are about to become like the guy who gave God gave one talent who just went and buried it somewhere. Hey! Yes! This is the best time of your life to serve God. You will never have it so good again. Are you kissing? How can I kiss you? Don't be silly. <laughs> Don't be silly. But I am saying this because of how life is. Uh, when we close, you can come and ask these people who work whether what I'm saying is true or not. When you start working, it's a different ball game. Right now, your exams occur just at the end of the first semester and at the end of the second semester. But be it known unto you that when you finish school, life is an exam. It has no starting date and it has no end date. It is on, perpetual. Perpetually on. Yes, the first exam you find, you get a job. Exam number one. You marry. Exam number two. You have children. Exam number three. And the children too is coming in phases. One, two, three. Please, pause, pause, pause. Don't have too many. It's an exam. A permanent exam that does not go away. And if under this freedom that you have, you don't work for God, when? Because for you to work, continue to work for God when you are working, it requires a certain determination. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you must really have a hard forehead. And this generation is so soft, I don't know if your foreheads are hard at all. I don't know. Hey! Small, no, you are crying. Small, no, you won't do your quiet time. Small no, you will come to church. <laughs> when there's some small pressure, pet you will miss rehearsals. What is coming? What is coming is wild out. I said, what is coming? What is coming is wilder. Maybe we should ask your pastor what time she closed work today. Hey, Pastor Aquile, what time did you close work today? 
She sent me a text at 6.30 p.m. I have just closed. And she was now racing from somewhere in town to reach here. Some of you, you would have gone home. Said, I've worked the whole day. I've worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm tired. I'm going home. She's here. Ask yourself, if you were here, would you be here? Lady Pasakwele, what do you tell me when you came to my office? She entered my office. She said, I am tired. I am tired. And she just sat in the chair. I mean, she said, she said, yeah. That's what is waiting for you or is waiting for you. Ah. It's waiting for you. <laughs> the church is very quiet. Oh. Pastor Dennis, you should write out your weekly schedule next week and bring it. <laughs> they don't know that you are a student. Yeah. 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 He's a student, but he works with me. And we checked last year, we did how many kilometers in the year? We did 26,000 kilometers. Yes. In one year. Come again. You see, they don't, you don't understand. Accra Kumasi is only 200 kilometers. We did 27,000 kilometers. And he was doing exams too. Oh, you didn't do exams last year? Was, no, last year you did exams. That's when you finished the first year. Yeah, you've forgotten. Uh, uh, I should not be reminding you. He has forgotten. Yeah. 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 Are you there? And sometimes I look at his face. I say, Ah, you are tired. He said, I was working in the night. Because he has to work on the thesis in the night. Because we are going to travel in the day. But he asked people, You, what do you have? Mm. What do you have? <laughs> As a student, what do you have? When you are now going to do your permanent exams, this exam that come and go. I said, the doctors, I don't even want to talk your matter. <laughs> they say, oh, as we are doing our course, as we are doing our course, it's difficult. What comes after the course is worse than the course. Or oh, you have not seen those people on, your, on the walls there. You have not seen them. Uh, yeah. You have seen them. Okay. Those who go to work and come back 36 hours later, have you seen them? Okay. Yes. They work 36 hours straight. Are you there? Do you understand why I say if you don't serve now? Now. Now you should serve as if this is the only time you have because you don't know what is ahead of you. Mm. Hey, the church is very quiet too. Yeah. For about 12 years of my life, the only thing I, want, I wanted was a night to lie down and sleep and wake up myself. Okay, nobody's waking me up. No alarm is waking me up. No child is waking me up. No work pressure is waking me up. The what? The hair, no Benny food. No, yeah. For about 12 years. And I was still serving God, so don't bring yourself. Are you there? Mm. But if you are wise, you will do as much as you can of it now. Uh -huh. So that depending on how things are, 
Hey. Somebody, one of my daughters, married to my son. She went and got a certain job. <laughs> Are you there? Get a call. I'm on my way to Liberia. She come back. I'm on my way to here. You see, because when you you are thinking of traveling during holidays, it's a new day there. But when it's part of your work, it's a different ball game. Yeah. And inside you are trying to serve God. Hey. If you are wise, you'll be a servant of God. Hallelujah. We are working for the Lord, and I want you to just be thinking, what can I do? What is my portion? Lord, what will you have me do? And I believe that God will give you something to do. And when he gives it to you, one of the things you discover is that it is your greatest joy. Yeah, The reason why these tired pastors are sitting here is that, Charlie, what it gives me is something else. Are you in the house? I want you to stand up to your feet. And I want you to begin to pray. And as you pray, I want you to say, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Lord, I want to serve you. I don't know exactly how. Some of you are not sure what. But as you pray, he'll give you an idea. You come and share that thing with your pastor. Begin to talk to the Lord. But nobody should exclude themselves. Nobody should say, I can't do anything. Oh, no. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. As we close, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord tonight. And if you are already serving God, you want to say, Lord, help me to serve you willingly and obediently so that so that you will be happy with me you will call me your servant next week I'll be sharing with you all the benefits and the things that come to a servant of God when you serve him as he says Father help us touch our hearts tonight you brought us to earth for a purpose help us to begin to fulfill that purpose in the name of Jesus forgive us for the times when we have behaved as if our lives were our own Give us for the times when we have done as though you don't matter. But Lord, from now, we are changing. We are going to do what we must do. We are going to be servants in the house. We are doing what you are asking us to do. Let, be it little or much, we will not bury it. Thank you so much for trusting us with something. In the name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here tonight. Before you can start thinking about working for God, he needs you to give him your life. When you are not his, he has no need of your work. He has no need of what you want to do for him because you are not yet his. But tonight, he gives you an opportunity. He's calling you. If you are here tonight and you are not so sure whether Jesus will take you with him when he comes or when your life ends you're not so sure that you're going to heaven I want you to just sort it out tonight I want you to give your life to him and it's very simple Jesus said that we must be born again and that to be born again is a spiritual thing and he said that we have to confess it with our mouth say it with our mouth that is what differentiates us that's what makes us believers and so if you are here tonight you have not confessed the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior but you would like to do so tonight then even as every head is bowed and every eye is closed just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you just lift up your right hand where you stand 
Don't think about anyone else. Just make it up with God now. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. Now, if you've lifted up your hand, I just want you to come. I see one brother there, another one there. Maybe I cannot see you, but you lifted your hand. Please, just come to me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you're singing, sing it. Just come. Jesus is calling you tonight. If your heart is beating, that's a sign. He's showing you that you need to come and give your life. You need to come. You need to come. Don't be worried about somebody else. Just think about you and God. He's calling you tonight. Just step out of where you are and come. I believe there's one more person like that. Just come. Come on. To Jesus. Oh, give him your life. I want you to say these words pray these words after me make them your own and if you're standing in the congregation just support us and just help us you want to say Lord Jesus I come to you tonight as a sinner please wash me in your blood cleanse me from my sins please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from tonight from tonight you are my savior and you are my lord i thank you for saving me in jesus name father i thank you for these ones who've come to you tonight as they've given you their lives father i pray that they will also become your servants watch over them keep them and let the quality of their lives be sweet i thank you for them in jesus name amen and amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I D S. God richly bless you.